Hi, this is Yvonne Allen, host of Paper Hope Street Team, and this is Our Future is Missing Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for 15-year-old Michael Chin, who is considered an endangered runaway. Michael Chin went missing from his hometown of Las Vegas, Nevada, on September 21, 2012. He is African-American, 5'8", 200 pounds, with brown eyes and black hair. If you know of Michael Chin's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Michael Chin, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. Did you know purple songs can fly? Welcome to our program, produced by the Children in Treatment at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. Our program is about great music made by some terrific young talents. Now, here are the hosts of Purple Songs Can Fly. Thank you, and welcome to the program. Voice America Kids, this is Purple Songs Can Fly. I'm Emily Freeman, and we will be talking to Dr. Susan Blaney. So, Dr. Blaney, where did you grow up? I was born in Missouri, and I grew up in Ohio. I grew up in a city called Youngstown, which is in northeast Ohio. And when did you uh, decide that you wanted to be a doctor? I thought about being a doctor when I was in high school, but I wasn't sure. So when I was in college, I studied chemistry, and I thought I was going to be a chemist. Oh, okay. But then I worked when I was a senior in, in college. Uh-huh. I worked full time um, at night on the second shift, and I worked in a chemical industry, a factory. And I decided that I did not want to do that for the rest of my life, that mm. I really wanted to work with children. Now, where was that? That was in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, okay. All right. So that's when I decided to apply to medical school. Wow. Very interesting. Now, where did you go to uh, medical school? I went to a school called Medical College of Ohio in mm. Toledo, Ohio. Oh, okay. When I was in medical school, um, I decided to join the Army because they had a program oh, wow. where they would pay your tuition. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to take out loans. Right. And, and when I got back, I was afraid about taking out a loan and having to pay back that money. So I got a brochure in the mail one day from the Air Force. And it said, join the Air Force, we have a scholarship, and we'll pay your tuition oh, for medical school. Perfect. And we'll buy, you know, give you some money to live every month, and you right. can buy your books. Right. So I applied to the Air Force. Oh, and wow. There weren't any openings in the Air Force. Mm. So the Air Force recruiter said to me, he said, whatever you do, don't join the Navy. Mm. And I said, Why? <laughs> and he said, because you'll end up on a ship. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> so I looked at the Army, and I joined the Army. And wow. so that meant that every year for six weeks, uh-huh. I had to go and do um, some training. 
Okay. And what did that include? Well, my first year, you had to learn how to put on your uniform. Just mm. simple stuff. Right. You know, when you're in the Army, there's kind of uniforms, so they taught you what clothes to wear, and then they taught you things like how to salute people, mm. all the rules of being in the Army. Right. And then they also taught you things like um, in case you were ever to be in a... Um, uh, combat situation and you had to take care of people that were injured uh-huh. they wanted you to know how to how to do safe, all that how to safely handle mm. firearms mm. so then we had to learn how to shoot guns wow like <laughs> rifles and machine guns so and the other thing that we did is one day some of the things they did were just kind of for fun mm. so one day they took us out and they took us to throw grenades Oh my! <laughs> so we practice. We practice with dummy grenades. Okay. okay? And I don't throw very good. Mm. I throw like a girl. Oh. <laughs> so, and there were there were four girls in my group and about thirty five men. Mm. So then they took us to a real range where you throw real grenades. Oh gosh! Wow. And they said, "Well, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to." And I was the only one that said. I don't think I really should throw a real grenade because I don't think I'll throw it very far. Mm. And one of the women, she didn't throw her grenade very far. Oh. And after that year, the doctors didn't get to throw grenades anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So, but then they also taught us about, you know, how to take care of people, you know, in um, a mass unit in case mm-hmm. there ever was a, right. a conflict that we had to go to. Right. So that was one summer. Then the other years, I got to go to hospitals that um, were military hospitals. Okay. All right. Very interesting. Yep. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This is Purple Songs Can Fly, and I'm Emily Freeman. So I saw on your bio that you were at Walter Reed Medical School. So how did did you get there? So the reason... The um, way that I ended up at Walter Reed uh-huh. was that I, when I was a resident, I decided that the thing I really wanted to do for the rest of my life was to be a pediatric hematologist, mm. oncologist. Wow. And so Walter Reed was the um, Army hospital where they had a training program for pediatric hematology oncology. Now, what sparked that interest? That interest was because, um, one, I really enjoyed taking care of the patients that Mm. I treated who had cancer or blood disorders. Right. They were all very, very special. Their families were very special. They never complained, even though some of the treatments that they had to go through were very hard. Right. And they, I just felt a special bond Mm. with those patients and their families. Mm. It was also an area that... When I trained, um, was a way, there was a long way to make improvement. Mm. So we had just started to find treatment regimens that helped children with the most common types of cancers. Right. And so it was scientifically also very interesting in addition to really taking care of uh, children and families who were very, very special. Right. Well, is there anything that um, really led you to um, pursue pediatric? oncology as uh, as opposed to anything else? I think um, I always knew that I wanted to do pediatrics because mm. I was the oldest of nine children. Oh. So I kind always of prepared you. I always took care of children, even from when I was very young. <laughs> oh. I even remember once when I was about 10 years old, uh-huh. 
and I was babysitting a newborn. And uh. the baby, so by that time, I had eight little brothers and sisters. Oh so my. I was very comfortable. Right. And I had changed more diapers than that mom had changed. <laughs> and she looked at me and she said, Susan, what do you think of that rash? And then I thought, that's really funny. I'm only 10 years old. And here's and the mom asking me. <laughs> How <laughs> but, about that? But I really love taking care of children. And I think part of it was just the way that I grew up. Mm, well, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So. Very cool. And the other thing is children don't complain. If you're taking care of adults mm. with cancer, right. as you get older, you just you know have a lot of aches and pains, and mm. people complain. And right. children just take things in stride. Mm. Yeah. So. yeah. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This is Purple Songs Can Fly, and I'm Emily Freeman. We will end this segment by a song by Mary Jo. I'm an American cancer soldier, and she was eight years old.
Cats. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. listening to purple songs can fly on the voice america kids channel to find out more about our program please visit the website at purplesongscanfly.org now back to our show Welcome to the program. Voice America Kids, this is Purple Songs Can Fly. I'm Emily Freeman, and we will be talking to Dr. Susan Blaney. When did you come to Texas Children's? I came to Texas Children's Cancer Center in 1994. Okay, and what, what did you do at that point? Well, I came um, down here to start a program called the Clinical Pharmacology, or New Drug Development Program. When I was doing my training as a pediatric um, oncology fellow in Washington, I worked with Dr. David Poplack. And Dr. Poplack came to be the director of the cancer center. Right. And when he was moving here, he asked me and a couple of my colleagues if we wanted to come and join him in Houston. Mm. So I came down to see Texas Children's, and I was very impressed with um, <laughs> Texas Children's Hospital. <laughs> And I'd actually done a rotation here when I was a resident, never dreaming that I'd mm. ever come back to Houston. So um, I really came down because of Dr. Poplock, and that was almost 19 years ago. Oh, wow. And I'm very glad that I came, and I would mm. um, not think of any place else that's a better place to be than Texas Children's Cancer Center. I agree. Okay. So I know that you were involved with some very important research. Um, for the Cancer Center. Can you tell us about that? So I do a couple of things. One is I oversee our new drug development program. Uh-huh. So what we do is we look for promising new drugs to treat children with um, cancers that are difficult to treat. Okay, I understand. So if a cancer comes back 
after treatment, uh-huh. um, we want to be able to offer those children and their families a promising new therapy. Mm. We also want to make current treatments less have less side effects. Right. So, as you know, our current treatments have side effects that mm. aren't always so um, palatable. Mm. They can make you nauseous. Right. They can make you have vomiting right. or lose your hair. And so they're very, very difficult side effects mm. for children to go through. Mm. So we're looking for um, drugs that will just kill the tumor and not kill and the other cells yeah, in the body that else. are dividing. Mm. That uh, makes sense. So that's one of the things that I do. Uh-huh. The other thing I oversee is our um, brain tumor program. Right. And I had a brain tumor. And you had a brain tumor. Yes. And I think brain tumors are one of our most difficult um, mm. cancers to treat. Right. Um, as you know, it's in a very um, sensitive, um, eloquent area of the body. Right. So not all brain tumors can be taken out. Mm-hmm. And um, it's hard for medications to get into the central nervous system. Yes. Your body yes. protects itself from the right. side effects of And medicines. so it's hard for the medicine, right? Right. So we're, we look for medicines that get into the central nervous system mm. so that we can more effectively treat brain tumors. Right. And hopefully someday we'll be able to eliminate radiation therapy mm. from the treatment for children with brain tumors. Okay. Because especially in young children who's brain and central nervous system are still developing, radiation for them can have a lot of side effects. Mm. And so one of the things that we want to do is find ways to treat brain tumors without radiation right. and not the other dividing right, cells in the body. Right, and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we work very closely with the other laboratories in the cancer center. Mm-hmm. We have a big group of researchers that are trying to look at the level of the... Um, not just of the cell, but of the DNA in the cell mm. to see what makes a uh, particular type of cell continue to grow and divide. That means right. make it cancerous. Um, and to see what gene has gone awry. Okay, mm. doesn't work the way that it's supposed to. Right. So over the past year, we found a drug that targets a special um, mutation in some types of um, tumors called neuroblastoma Mm. or a type of lymphoma. Right. And um, that gene is called the alkinase gene. And there's a drug that we've studied over the past year that's had dramatic success in patients that have a mutation in that gene. Well, that's great. So it's been very exciting to see children, Mm. even after bone marrow transplants and Mm. their tumors come back, get one medication that they take by mouth Mm. and to have their tumors go away. That's great. So we're very excited about that. And then they're still able to go to school. Um, So those are the kind of treatments that we're looking for for all types of cancer. Yes, that's amazing. It is amazing. Great progress. We're going to end this segment with a song by Cameron, The Kind Side of the Nurse, and he was nine. I've been coming here since August, and the nurses are real nice. They shine like the sun, they make my fears run. Needles don't hurt, they hold me and they hug me. I've been coming here since August, and the nurses are real nice. This year are butterflies, they flit and fly around. They're beautiful, phenomenal, they lift me off the ground. 
make me smile. They say we know you're here a while. They always say sit down and stay. We'll help you find the way. The news is here above. Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Your hosts, all eight of them, have been selected by Kids First as film critics through a national competition. Each week, they will preview new movies before you see them, walk the red carpet with the stars, and will review the latest DVDs. Our hosts range from ages 7 to 14 to give you a wider kids' perspective. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. Have we got a show that will keep you on the pulse of the fashion world? Our hosts are two teens who know fashion, and they have the inside look when it comes to fashion for our generation. Tune in to Fashion Forward on Voice America Kids. We'll discuss what's hot and what's not, the latest in fashion trends, things to look for on the horizon, and more. Fashion Forward is your weekly guide to what to wear today, tonight, this weekend, and this season. Tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Fashion Forward on the Voice America Kids channel. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are listening to Purple Songs Can Fly on the Voice America Kids channel. To find out more about our program, please visit the website at purplesongscanfly.org. Now, back to our show. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This is Purple Songs Can Fly, and I'm Emily Freeman. We'll be talking to Dr. Susan Blaney. So, what are some experiences in the Cancer Center that have been most fulfilling for you? I think the most fulfilling experiences that I've had are to see um, children and their families come in in situations that are extremely difficult Mm. and um, be able to treat those children and have them improve very quickly to have both the children and their families really um, 
work with our team. Right. So when we treat a child with cancer, it's not just the doctors taking care of the patient with cancer. It's really the whole team that comes together mm. to make sure that the child who has the cancer gets the best treatment that they can get, that gets not only treatment for their physical disease, but for the emotional and psychosocial needs that they mm -hmm. have when they're yes. going through one of the yes. most difficult times in their life. Mm. So the people on the team that help us are our nurses, mm. our social workers, our child life workers, and then the special programs that we have through Arts and Medicine, mm. like Purple Songs Can Fly, yes. and other programs that we have. And to me, that's what's really, really fulfilling to see this whole team of doctors and nurses come together to help the patient and their family. Yes. And it's not just the patient. If they have brothers and sisters, mm. we want to make sure that they have the support that they need and as well. And they're all included, yes. Right, because sometimes they think that um, some of them are too young to understand yes. that their brother or sister is sick. And they think their mom and dad's just paying all the attention to their brother mm. or sister and don't understand why they're away from home so much right. um, and that don't understand why they're so worried or mm. wh why they're not you know, happy when they come home and paying attention when they're worried. So I think it's important to reach out also to the siblings yes. of the patients that we take care of. Yes. So. Do you have any... Um particularly uh, favorite stories. Can you share some of those with us? Mm, so what are some of my favorite stories? I think um, some of my favorite stories, one of my favorite stories. Or experiences. Yeah. I know one time um, I took care of a teenage boy mm -hmm. who had a uh, cancer that had come back, a very mm. difficult to treat cancer. And he was enrolled on one of our um, studies with an investigational drug a new drug, right. and um, it helped his tumor go away. That's great. And he was able to go on a ski trip that year. Oh, wow. Which he wouldn't have otherwise been able to do. So it was his first time to go skiing, mm. and he learned how to drive and got to go to his school dances. Oh, cool. And all those things that he thought because his cancer had come back, he wasn't going to be able to do. Mm. And through research, he was able to... Um, have improvement right. and reach milestones that he wouldn't have otherwise reached. Mm. And those are the kinds of things that are really, really moving right. and, and touching. Are there any other stories? Let's see. Um, I think other favorite stories I have are to hear from patients many years later. I remember oh. taking care of a little girl when she was four years old. Mm. Very, very sick with leukemia. Never complained. And every year she would send me a Christmas card. And one of the favorite uh -huh. Christmas cards I got from her was the year that she was in nursing school. And oh, wow. she decided to become a pediatric oncology nurse. And that's what she does today. And New Jersey is take care of other children with cancer. Wow. So I think that's really amazing. All the hard things that she went through. And then she decided to dedicate her life to taking care of children to improve their lives. That's neat. Yeah. So how does it feel to be named one of America's top doctors? I mean, congratulations. Oh, I thank you. <laughs> I think that to me, it just means that I'm really, really lucky to mm. be able to work 
um, with the children and the families that I work with. Mm. I love what I do, and I couldn't think of doing anything else. And that is so important. So I think that it means I'm lucky to be able to have an opportunity to work here at Texas Children's and to work with people like you. That's amazing. We're going to end this segment with a song by Jessica and Angelica, The God in My Heart, and they were 17 and 18. just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
listening to Purple Songs Can Fly on the Voice America Kids channel. To find out more about our program, please visit the website at purplesongscanfly.org. Now, back to our show. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This is Purple Songs Can Fly, and I'm Emily Freeman. We'll be talking to Dr. Susan Blaney. As you know, there are several programs here in the Cancer Center um, that are art-related programs, arts and medicine. How do you feel about the arts and medicine program? I think the arts and medicine program is one of the most special things about Texas Children's Cancer Center. I think it brings a dimension to um, children's lives that's critically important. Mm. I think many times children... um, don't know how to um, express their feelings. Right. Or sometimes they don't want to express them with words because they don't want to upset their parents. Mm. Children have a way of protecting their parents. Yes. And so through the arts and medicine, children are really able to express right. um, some of the concerns that they have. Yes. And also um, grow. Mm. I think it's really a really special and important program. Right. Now, I have been um, involved in this program and love it, love it very much. And how have you, um, how have you related and have been involved with the uh, Purple Songs Can Fly project? Um, I've been involved in the Purple Songs Can Fly project mostly by getting to Here, some of the most wonderful um, recordings Mm. that some of our patients have made. Yes. They are so touching. Um, Some of them bring laughter to my, you know, face. Some of them bring tears to my eyes. They're just so moving. And I've been able to also refer children to the arts and medicine program and have them be able to... Um, come up with a way to express their feelings and their thoughts. Right, right. Uh, I understand that the Cancer Center is um, going through major renovations and um, things like that. Uh, What are some of the things that they're doing right now? Well, one of the first things is that our clinic is getting bigger. Mm. So we're fortunate to be able to have a, a wonderful space to take care of our patients and families. Right. Or we've kind of outgrown that space. Yes. So what we're doing is expanding our clinic to uh, make sure that mm-hmm. um, patients have the best experience when they come through right. and that we have space for programs like our arts and medicine programs. Mm. Wow. The other area that we're expanding is our research. And I think that's very important. We yes, have a lot of research is. laboratories and um to have new investigators learning at, learning about cancer, what causes cancer, ways to treat cancer better, mm. as well as um, diseases of the blood. Yes. So we're continuing to grow in multiple areas. Mm. And through that growth, we'll be able to um, reach our dream, I'm sure, and that's to make sure that we find a cure for all children who have cancer and find ways to make that treatment uh, less have less side effects. Right. 
My doctor was Dr. Kilburn, and uh, I understand that you had some connections with her. Can you kind of tell us about that? I can. So Dr. Kilburn came to Texas Children's Cancer Center to do her training Mm. in pediatric hematology oncology. So I was one of the people that was her teacher and her mentor. Okay. So when you're um, in your training to become an oncologist, one of the things that you have to do is learn how to do research. Mm. And Dr. Kilburn worked in my laboratory. So she worked with me for several years learning how to do research. Mm-hmm. And in my laboratory, as I told you before, one of the things we do is look for new drugs. Yes. And new ways to fight cancer. Right. So it's kind of interesting. You may not realize this, but doctors don't just know how to go in the laboratory and do research. <laughs> So they have to learn everything that they probably forgot from when Mm -hmm. they were in college. Like they have to learn how to, what we call it, pipetting, put very small amounts of liquids into test tubes. Mm -hmm. They have to learn how to weigh things on a balance. Right. And they have to do all kinds of things. So what we do when we have doctors in training is we teach them all those basic skills. Right. And luckily, they're fast learners, <laughs> so um, after a period of time, then they can do very complicated projects. Mm. And then one of the other things when Dr. Kilburn was me, um, with me is yes. that the way that we've made advances in mm-hmm. the outcome for children with cancer is through clinical research. Yes. Okay. And um, so we teach... Um, our physicians how to do clinical research trials and so Dr. Kilburn worked with me and did trials at national clinical trials Mm -hmm. for the treatment of children with brain tumors Mm. so and when Dr. Kilburn got done with her training she then went to another um, major children's uh, hospital Uh and that's where she's working today okay so what we want to do is make sure that at Texas Children we have couple of missions. One of them, the first is to take care of children with cancer. Right. The next one is to educate. That's to train the next Mm -hmm. generation of people how to be the best oncologists they can possibly be. Right. And then to do research. Mm. So I think we talked about all three of those today, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. Well, Dr. Blaney, it has been wonderful talking to you and finding out your story. I just want to thank you for um, talking with us today. Um, And uh, I'd like to close the show. Thank you, Emily. It's been very special um, talking with you and getting to know you over the years. Thank you. I really admire you and everything that you do. Well, thank you very much. We're going to end this last segment by a song by Kiona. It's called I Sing Everywhere. And she was five when she wrote it.
Thanks for listening to Purple Songs Can Fly. We'll see you again next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. And remember, for more information about the Purple Songs Can Fly project, visit www.purplesongscanfly.org. We'll be back with more music next week. Purple Songs Can Fly